1: Hello and welcome to the Truth from the Stand Deer Honey Podcast. I'm your host, Clint Campbell, and you're listening to episode number 92, brought to you by Wicked Tree Gear. Today is part six of the DIY Report Daily Rut Log, so stay tuned. Folks, welcome back to another episode of the Truth from the Stand, Dear Honey, and podcast. And you're listening to episode 92. Today is part six of the DIY Report Daily Rut Log, and we are covering days seven, eight, and nine. Sorry, I've been a little, uh, a little on the lazy side of getting these out daily. That was my ambitious, uh, I guess, my ambitiousness getting a hold of me when I kind of dedicated myself to doing one a day and then fell short going to just be completely honest been asked out tired on some of these days to where um doing a podcast at the end of the night well, really wasn't going what really wasn't in the cards it'd probably just be mainly um incoherent ramblings uh so i figured i would spare you all of that and do it when i had a little bit of energy so today is covering three three days um it would be i guess tuesday wednesday and thursday and we'll start with tuesday so well i guess first before we jump into that i will just make mention you know even just driving around two and back and forth from you know hunting in the mornings to the evenings and stuff like that we've been seeing decent bucks actually in the in the mornings and in the evenings i actually saw a hammer drop time buck it looked like he was a 10 uh mainframe 10 with a with a drop on his left side um, and then Tate's uh, seen a couple bucks and, and feeding out in the fields and stuff like that that looked to be pretty, pretty good deer uh, as as well. So you know, there's been a uh, deer sightings, albeit at 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 night, but they were all in the uh, in the areas in which we were hunting. So that was at least you know, I guess, a positive sign. So Tuesday, the morning, uh, really, I think I mentioned this in the previous podcast. You know, it was likely going to be a rest kind of morning for me. That was, you know, at that point, I had been kind of at it, you know, for seven days doing all day sits. Um, so it was definitely, you know, needing kind of a a morning to recharge the batteries and just the weather was going to be really bad that morning. So we're talking some pretty nasty wind and some rain. Um, so the plan was really to sleep in that morning. Uh, unfortunately, our awning started to blow and rip on the side of the camper. Um, so instead of sleeping in, I was still up at 4:30 a.m. outside wrestling with an awning in the rain, trying to get that under control. That way, we weren't having to pay for damages to the uh, camper that we that we that we rented. So that was the beginning of of Tuesday. Uh, we d- I did get out into the timber on Tuesday in the afternoon, and I ended up. Um, kind of climbing into a small tree in my saddle um lower on this particular ridge cuz as i've been watching these deer kind of in the past i guess the the, the previous year that, I've, that i that i that hunted this area and then when my buddy Tate had hunted this area the, the deer kind of filter out at times from below you know this kind of like doe bedding area that's right below you know where i have the the, the, the tree that i'm hunting out of um and so i wanted to kind of investigate that and what i ended up finding out was this you know what kind of seemed like a runoff at the the top because of it's, it's just so full of green briars and stuff like that. It just doesn't look like it has any road type quality. When you get down the ridge a little further and you follow it out, it actually is an old logging road. And so then what I realized was, I, you know, I think I might've mentioned on the other podcast that I thought that, you know, there was maybe some buck rut bed, uh, rut beds on the opposite side of this, you know, on of this, you know, now that I know it's a, an old grown up logging road, You know, I'm not so sure that that's dedicated necessarily rut bedding. I walked through that and just, I didn't find any beds. Um, But what I think is happening is I think these deer are following this road from down low because the lower part of this, this ridge is just completely tore up with sign. It has been in the years past and it it is again this year. And it's, there's a power line that kind of runs along the edge of it. And there's a bunch of thick stuff around it. So I'm imagining that there's a fair amount of feeding that goes on in this area. Um, as well as I'm imagining it's probably another section of doe bedding. I've yet to walk completely through it, but that's kind of, you know, where my mind is kind of leading me. And then in the morning, you know, oftentimes does will be coming back to bed using this road. Cause a lot of times they're coming from in front of me in the mornings. So I figured, you know, and I've had bucks travel that lower side as well. That's how I killed the one that I killed out here a couple of years ago. And so, and that's where I saw a hammer on, what was that, I guess Monday, kind of was doing the same thing. That's kind of what led me to kind of think of, you know, hunting that lower side. Not only that, but also it would get me out of the wind as well because the other thing I was starting to put together, and I'll get to this a little later, is I haven't seen as much activity as I've seen in years past um, in this particular location. It picked up today, and I have a hypothesis as to why that is, but so Tuesday, I ended up hunting a little lower and didn't see anything. I really liked the tree that I was in. Um, I think it could be a really good ambush uh, spot. Um, you know, if you were, if you were kind of, if you were missing out on the buck action up top, it might be a place. I would say, prior to chasing taking place uh, and hardcore seeking, I would think that this would be a good place to kind of to to kind of set up um, because all the seeking and all the chasing kind of happens at the top because the doe bedding area is really at the top of. the, uh, at the top of the ridge and i'll talk about that here in just a second so tuesday was kind of a bust for the most part i didn't see any deer but i did learn a few things so that was so it wasn't for you know wasn't for not it wasn't a a, a total loss necessarily so then moving into wednesday uh, the weather was just a little bit better and actually we were getting like a nice change in temperature at least the wind was still kind of cranking we've been hunting wind ranging anywhere from like you know 10 being on the low side to you know 18 sustained and 25 ish mile per hour gusts. So the days have been kind of, kind of windy, which has made it really, you know, kind of a challenge to, to hunt. Cause you know, a lot of times I like to rely on my ears, you know, to, to, to hunt, you know, particularly. Um, and this is, you, you're really kind of having to stay super alert and super attentive and be scanning the entire time, which I'm sure all of you out there kind of, you know, have kind of played into this as well, or have hunted this type of scenario as well it's like that type of hunting just really kind of wears you out. Um, when you can't just kind of relax, it's not a real relaxing type of hunt whenever you have that much wind. Cause you just, you can't really hear anything. And if you're, if you're not constantly scanning, you're likely going to miss something. So it was back to the, to the uh, top of the ridge, to the, to the location that I've, you know, had been, you know, uh, had hunted the, the previous two days. Um, and when I got in my stand, you know, dark out, of course, I started getting just enough light. I noticed the scrape had opened up right behind, uh, my tree. So I was pretty excited to see that. And that was literally, I mean, when I, you know, had a chance to, you know, the sun came up and I had a chance to kind of look at it. I mean, it looked super fresh. I actually even, you know, geeked out and put the binos on it just to kind of see if I could see, you know, it was the dirt kind of smashed down. Was it like, you know, from the day before or was it from that morning? And it looked to be from that morning because as windy as it was, I'm sure some leaves would have blown into it and it was completely clean. So that was made likely that morning before I even got to the stand. Um, so that was a good sign. So I was pretty excited about, I was pretty excited about that. Didn't see anything all day. Again, it was pretty windy, um, until the end of the day. And then finally, I want to say it was probably around three o'clock. Um, had a doe just kind of come barreling through, uh, from behind me, uh, from my left shoulder, you know, running just kind of directly behind me. She stopped in this one shooting, you know, lane that I have like behind me, the shooting lanes are really, you know, I think the furthest shot might be 15 yards tops, um, and that's really just one one window and there's maybe there's maybe three windows behind me that that I could actually t- get a shot off in and there's only one place that I really don't have any cover and that's of course where she stopped so I had to kind of play it cool and and try not to get busted because I knew she was being chased and so I didn't want to blow her out and you know blow out whoever was was following her and so I played it cool she ended up getting behind some brush and I was safe and then I I saw the buck whenever they first when she first came barreling through and he actually cut across this this trail where i had a camera set up and looked like he was going to start to come and work his way in front of me and so i was trying to keep an eye on her and trying to watch where he was going but i didn't want to move too much because i didn't want her to you know her to bust me and, and, and blow my cover and so i ended up losing sight of the buck and then Whenever she finally got behind some brush I did some quick scanning, and then he crossed back over and got back into the thick stuff It was coming back up behind her. And Now, I only had a chance to catch a glimpse and just saw main beam. Uh, I didn't see, you know, how big of a deer it was. There was plenty of bone there to see through brush, um, you know, so I, it wasn't a, uh, we'll put it this way, he wasn't a spike. Well, yeah, I think I can safely say that, um, how much he had, I, I don't hundred percent know. Um, you know, it's, it, it, the main beam was the left main beam was, it was sizable, but I, you know, I, I didn't really speculate for, for multiple reasons. One, I didn't want to get myself too jonesed up that I missed an opportunity at a good deer. Um, and also, you know, just want to kind of, you know, keep my, keep my wits about me, I guess, as I had more hunting to do here over the course of the next few days, um they ended up finally working their way off i never saw the buck again it seemed like he went down there's kind of a saddle that sits behind uh this doe bedding area and it looked like he kind of dipped down into that saddle i'm sure he you know met up with her again later um probably didn't leave her alone i'm pretty you know i'd be pretty certain of that so that was the hunt on wednesday so today we were supposed to have um you know today being um uh thursday uh, having a killer, uh, temp drop where, you know, I think this morning when I jumped in the truck, it was 25 degrees. And I think the high today was supposed to be 43. And I can guarantee you, I did not feel anything close to 43. Um, but you know, nice temp drop. I believe the pressure was supposed to be high today if memory memory serving. And I was getting a straight North wind, which, um, this Ridge particularly is awesome to hunt with a straight North wind because the wind really just kind of rips right up over top my face. And anything behind me that typically would be quote unquote downwind of me never catches a scent because it just the wind basically just rips right up over top of the ridge and in and, and my wind stays high. I was checking with milkweed all day and I was, you know, and then right on the other side of the ridge, it slopes down immediately. And so anything down the back side of it likely isn't winding me either. So that was kind of the setup for today. So I was really excited about that. Got into the stand and, uh, you know, right, right shortly after first light. You know, I think first light was right around seven, seven o'clock. I started hearing some, some deer move and I couldn't see them yet. They were, they were below me and all that, you know, thick stuff that's right below me. And then finally I saw a doe pop out and then, you know, put my binos on her just to make sure it was, you know, in fact, a doe. And then of course it was kind of exciting because I was like, well, I heard other, heard something else with this deer. So, you know, I was thinking, well, maybe there's a buck behind her. So I'm watching, watching another doe popped out, another doe popped out, it ended up being five deer in total. Um, one of them was a, a young, you know, fawn buck. I could see his nubs on the top of his head, just, you know, hadn't broken through, hadn't broken through the fur. Um, he's, he's a youngster. Um, and they all kind of filtered through and fed for, I want to say probably a half an hour and then ended up just walking in behind me into the, into the thick stuff behind me off my, I guess my right shoulder. And they went in there and bedded down cause they ended up popping out throughout the day. I guess they filtered in about 8.30 and then about 9 o'clock I heard some running behind me and a buck came barreling through, just a little spike, came barreling through, came up behind me. He came out to about 7 yards, stopped, sniffing around, ended up going right down that logging trail like I had had, uh, had mentioned earlier that they seemed to like to use. Uh, he jumped on that and took off and then, w- I'm trying to think here, what's... Those does that that ended up filtering that bedding, they ended up kind of filtering their way back out and feeding. So that's the group of does that I'm thinking that makes that place their home. Um, And they just kind of hung out back in that bedding area all day. And they would pop out every so often and grab some food and eat a little bit, mill around, and then they would jump back in. Then I finally heard some rustling going on behind me that seemed to be a little bit more frantic. You know, it wasn't just them milling around. And then all of a sudden I saw two does kick out and take off running and they ran up this little knob that's off to my right hand side. And just and they went up there and they weren't too worried. They just went up there and they started browsing. And then but I could still hear some rustling going on in the back, you know, behind me. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, this little six point pops out. And I think he was back there trying to find a girlfriend and it just wasn't just wasn't working out for him. So he he hopped out, came, you know, out in front of me. He fell right into one of my shooting lanes at like 25 yards. Uh, it was cool to see him just kind of walking around doing doing buck things. And then about I guess I don't know a half hour later, maybe hour later, uh, I heard more rustling again. does kicked out again, and then this time I saw an eight point. Uh, I Was able to put my binos on him. He wasn't one that I would have uh, that I would have shot. Uh, I would have passed him. He never gave me an opportunity, but he still wasn't um, he wasn't on the list, shall we say. Um, so that was kind of cool. He did some chasing back there, and then I have a feeling he carved out a doe because those does ended up filtering, and that fawn buck ended up filtering back behind me from my right to my left. And actually, they bedded down right behind me. The, the, the one was bedded down about 15 yards behind me for about an hour. Um, and then they ended up making their, their way down the down the ridge. Um, but whenever I saw them pass through, there were now only four instead of five. So I feel like that eight-point probably cut himself out of doe. Um, and was following her and was going to, you know, hang with her until it was time to, uh, until it was time to, time to breed. So that was uh, kind of my day, but what I, what I kind of had learned or had started to figure out was like watching these deer and watching these, you know, watching those bucks and I guess watching these does is that, you know, the, the North wind is, you know, I'd have to go back and look historically, you know, but I feel like, a north wind on this ridge is the wind that, and I know that's just typically a nice wind. Like you know, everyone kind of hopes for that. North wings usually bring some colder temperatures, but that north wind, I think the deer really like because I feel like when they're on that ridge top they they've got the wind in their face and they're in their dope and they're in their bedding area, which they feel safe in. And so I feel like they, they feel like they're bulletproof, but if you set up kind of where I'm set up, like your wind is, is basically, you know, spot on to where you won't get busted. Like I said, they bedded for an hour behind me, directly downwind of me. Like, you couldn't get any more downwind and had no clue that I was there. So that was the one kind of thing that I learned. And the other thing was, too, is that, you know, is to, especially maybe on a north wind, who knows, you know, it might be, you know, an opportunity to hunt that logging trail, that logging road that comes up, especially on a morning. Um, I'm not sure how good it would be in the evening. And like I said earlier, I think it would probably be better as you get into you know more like the end of October kind of time frame, um, versus you know versus this week necessarily, because um, most of that you know that doe bedding's at the top, um, and that's you know where I see all the buck activity, and that's where it all starts. Now it may filter down to that logging trail, but that's just that's you know you're you're banking on this time of year at least that you're banking on that buck not finding a hot doe to kind of pursue um, which in that dough bedding area, it's probably, you know, it's, it's going to be very likely that they're going to find a a hot dough if that's their intent when they walk in there, whether they win or not, or whether they cut her out or not is a different, is a different story, but you know, that's, that's where the game is played. So that's really the update for the past three days. Um, you know, now the, uh, the, the plan for tomorrow is it's supposed to be rain again, high winds. Um, you know, so I'm going to just kind of play the weather by ear tomorrow morning if it's uh nasty and blowing i probably won't go out because it doesn't seem like the deer are moving with these with these higher winds especially with the if it's a driving rain if it's just kind of a mist and the and it's not too bad then i'll then i'll hit it um otherwise i'll wait and do an evening hunt and uh and get back on it you know likely i'll go in and set up as the rain is stopping versus waiting for it to stop i like to be there i like to be in the tree when the rain stops because that's usually whenever you'll see or typically where when I've seen the best movement on those on those rainy type of days. So that's the update for the past three days. Um I have two more days of hunting to, to go here. Oh, one last thing I forgot to mention. is I actually checked the camera as well while I was uh while I was in there. I guess it was two days ago. Not not this evening, but um I guess Wednesday. Was it Wednesday? Or was it Tuesday? Might have been Tuesday actually. Because uh, we had a rain coming over the night uh, on on Tuesday night into Wednesday morning, and so I went and grabbed that camera card to take a look at it. Because you know, with the rain coming, it would wash any of my my scent out from crossing over any trails or anything. Um, and that hammer that I had on camera is back. Um, he just keeps giving me the slip. He just happens to show up when I'm not there. So hopefully, the plan is to try to catch up with him over the course of the next two days. If not, um, I'm already kind of making plans to try to make the trip out over over Thanksgiving to try to to try to chase them again. Um, but we'll uh, we'll stay positive for the next two days on Friday and Saturday and hope that I get it done then and and will not have to spend Thanksgiving in a tree but around a table eating turkey. So with that, that's the update for the last the uh, last couple of days. So we'll hit you up here with the the next two days and kind of wrap up the rut log on Saturday and we'll be talking to y'all tomorrow. Alright folks, that is a wrap for today's show. We'd like to thank all of you for listening and if you haven't yet, please head over to iTunes and leave us a 5 star rating. Also be sure to subscribe to the podcast. We'd be super appreciative if you'd be able to do those two things for us. And before we shut this thing down, I need to give a big shout out to our partners that continue to help us make this podcast possible. Wicked Tree Gear, Exodus Outdoor Gear, Trophy Ridge, Ozonics, Obsession Bows, Tecamani Seed, Glacier Coolers, Ramcat Broadheads, Trophy Taker rests, and Dead Downwind. And until next time, we'll see y'all.
0: I, November's on my
1: heels.
0: Makes me proud, Makes me steal. I could show you through the door. Colorful image text, broken letters, nationalize yourself in numbers, but I.